Let us pray. Speak, O Lord, as we come to receive the food of your divine word. Take your truth and plant it deep in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. One of the best things for me about Advent is that it reminds us that we have a lot to look forward to and a savior to look up to. The year 2020 may have been tough, but we can look forward to a better and a brighter tomorrow. In his very popular song, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. The Jamaican born singer songwriter James Chambers, commonly known as Jimmy Cliff, sang these words. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. It's gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. <laughs> I may have taken some of, you, some of you down memory lane this morning, aren't I? Unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day here in Battersea. I wonder what it's like, whatever you're watching or worshiping with us around the world. But it was a song of hope, inviting his listeners to prepare for brighter days ahead. After 70 years of pain and discomfort in exile due to their disobedience and rejecting God, to hear those true prophetic words we read earlier from the book of Isaiah would have sounded like sweet, sweet music in the ears of the people of Israel who were in bondage. Isaiah comes with very good news of hope for people that were in a very bad situation to prepare them for a new life of freedom and redemption. His words were comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed. In that prophecy, Isaiah could see that the rain was gone and that there were bright, sunshiny days of freedom on the horizon for the people in bondage. Comfort my people, he said, a message of hope a message of redemption, meaning it's over. It's time to go home, time to return to some form of normality. For what the year 2020 has been, we could do with some prophetic words saying comfort, as some of us may have been in what feels like exile from our own church buildings, exile from our offices, exile from a lot of things as a result of shielding, isolation, or restrictions during these lockdowns. In the same way, God has given us his good news to proclaim in these difficult times, to proclaim comfort and redemption to a world and a people that have been through a lot. Over 60,000 people dead in this country alone from a virus. Millions have lost their jobs and livelihoods around the world. The pandemic has caused huge disruption to our lives. We have become a world sitting on a huge pile of grief, of anger, of depression, and a mental health crisis as a result of this pandemic. In this situation, we too must be itching, itching for some prophetic words saying, it is over. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. True prophetic ministry is a beauty. And here at the Methodist Central Hall, Westminster, we have been blessed to see this ministry grow and flourish within our staff team. In his prophecy, Isaiah gave us an insight, an insight of how the new beginning was going to come about. He spoke of one crying in the wilderness, 
preparing people for a new era, a new life, a new hope, a new direction, a new beginning in Christ Jesus. 400 years later, Mark's gospel picked up exactly where Isaiah chapter 40 left off. In our Mark reading, we found the one Isaiah referred to in that prophecy, John the Baptist, proclaiming the good news of the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the opening verses of Mark, John the Baptist immediately establishes Jesus' identity as the Son of God and the promised Messiah. Boy, oh boy, he was a good preacher. His preaching drew the crowds from the cities and the towns to the wilderness. The wilderness, a place of renewal, a place of rethinking, a place of reform, a place of revival, a place of repentance. And at the moment, some of us are in this place with God. In the wilderness, John had an urgent message for all of us that the king is coming. The baby is on the way. So let us prepare the way for him. Yes, it would be nice to cover all the potholes on the roads so that the king might have a smooth ride. It would be nice to clean all the cobwebs uh, and to decorate the place uh, and to put up the Christmas tree and to switch it on. However, there is something more serious to be done as part of the preparation for the coming Messiah. And that is what Mark and Isaiah are drawing us into this morning to make straight paths for the Lord in the desert, to raise the valleys, to break the mountains down, to lower the mountains. From this reference in Isaiah, we are all invited to make straight paths for the Lord, to make straight paths for the coming King. I have traveled. I have traveled in some very fine roads in this country. At times I marveled at the amount of obstacles the engineers had to clear. Hills flattened, valleys raised, just so that we can have a smooth ride on the road. To make straight paths for the Lord is to clear those obstacles in our lives. Obstacles that stand in the way of the kingdom of God. To clear out those metaphoric mountains and valleys that obstructs our relationship with our God. There are mountains of unrighteousness, mountains of inequality, of discrimination, of prejudice that we must deal with in our preparation for the coming king. There are mountains of greed. The poor among us are not fed, yet enough food is produced for everyone. Why is this? In her song titled Why, the African-American singer Tracy Chapman sang these words, why do babies starve when there is enough food in the world for everyone. Why? This is a legitimate question our leaders must ask and answer. There are homeless among us, yet the world's wealth can afford to prevent this from happening. If we are going to prepare for the coming Messiah, then we must repent of political and economic systems that can lead to such injustice. Injustice in any form stands as a challenge to the rule of the coming king whose gospel we have to proclaim in this advent. Whatever injustice, prejudice, unrighteousness, and greed reigns, there is the need for repentance, a sincere remorse of our sins, and a turn towards God for mercy. 
as we prepare for Christ's coming, there are also valleys to be raised. We do not have to look too far to see some hopeless doom and gloom situation around our world. Young people in many parts of the world already feel diminished by the prospect of long-term unemployment. The hopeless situation of refugees living in camps for years and years in very, very bad and chaotic weather. We need to prepare ourselves. As we look at all those things, we see collapses of businesses, we see job losses, climate malfunction, poverty. When we see all these unconquerable mountains before us and all these uncrossable valleys in our way, we should not be discouraged, we should not lose hope, but we should turn to the Messiah who is able, able abundantly to save us because we cannot save ourselves. In our postmodern wilderness, like John the Baptist, we are called to, 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 to prepare the way, to engage actively in the process of eradicating these social injustice around us and to go and tell it on the mountains that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is the gospel that we have to proclaim, one that challenges us to make straight paths for the Lord, to repent and to, and to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Perhaps this morning, you are thinking of entering a serious relationship with the Lord, to repent and to start all over again. Today is a brilliant opportunity to invite Jesus into our hearts and to say, help me, Lord, Help me, Lord, to prepare for your coming. This Advent, we've all been granted more time, more time to prepare ourselves and to prepare our communities for Jesus Christ. Let us use this time like the Baptist to evangelize and to share the undiluted good news of Jesus Christ. Sharing the good news is the greatest act of kindness we can extend to others in this time of Advent. It is relational. It is a sacred act. Some may say this morning, but Lansford, I cannot proclaim the gospel by preaching like John the Baptist or like preaching like the Reverend Tony Miles. <laughs> yes, but we can all proclaim the gospel by being a good example, by letting our light shine for Jesus. We can all proclaim the gospel by doing good deeds. Finally, as I was preparing this sermon, I received in the post a lovely card with some very, very kind and beautiful words. And this book titled, Doctor on a Mission, written by Dr. Mary Groves, one of our faithful members here at the Methodist Central Hall, Westminster. Our influence, influenced by her faith, she did some fantastic work in Africa and here in the UK for which she was recognized and awarded an MBE by Her Majesty the Queen. A remarkable autobiography is an inspiration that where and when we cannot proclaim the gospel by preaching, we can proclaim it by being a doctor on a mission, a teacher on a mission, a lawyer on a mission, a politician on a mission. We can proclaim it by being an ordinary person on a mission. Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 encourages us to let our light so shine before others that they may see our what? 
our good works. And what would they do? They will now glorify our Father who is in heaven. So this Advent, let us all bring glory to God by proclaiming the good news, by being good examples, and by our good deeds. This is the gospel we have to proclaim. Let's proclaim it. Amen. <laughs>